brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. Okay, so I really hate reporting on rumors. I really, really don't like reporting on things that are just rumors. But there's one out that I can't ignore, and that rumor is something you've probably heard by now because it's getting shared everywhere on social media. And that's the rumor that Francis is going to resign from the papacy. If that story sounds familiar, then, well, because it should. I reported on this almost a year ago because a rumor happened this same time last year, roughly, happened last August, that he was going to step down and his resignation was imminent. And it turned out to not be true at that time. I think the same is the case now that this is just a rumor being floated by Rome for one reason or another. But this time the rumor is coming from a very credible source, so let's talk about Francis's alleged coming resignation. And I'll use the opportunity to show you that yes, popes can resign. It has happened before. And even before Benedict stepped down, this has happened a few times. So let's get into this today. Raymond Arroyo reported this on Sunday, so let's just get the news directly from him. On Twitter, Mr. Arroyo said the following, quote, Rumors abound that at Pontifex could resign after an announcement visit to L'Aquila. Hashtag Pope Celestine V, who resigned, is buried there. Pope Benedict XVI visited before his resignation, but the Pope's wheelchair may say more about his resignation than this visit. End quote. Yeah, it's a rumor, even by Arroyo's own admission, and it's based on the coming visit Francis is making to the burial site of Pope Celestine V, the Pope who promulgated the decree that states that Popes can resign before he immediately tendered his resignation. Benedict visited St. Celestine V's tomb in the months before his own alleged abdication. But let's get a look at the story Mr. Arroyo linked to this. From the Associated Press, we get this headline. Pope Francis fuels new speculation on future of pontificate. Nice and vague and even a tad on the clickbaity side. But the gist is this. Francis will be taking the visit I mentioned a moment ago to visit the first pontiff to resign the papal office's tomb, which has some thinking he'll do what Benedict did. But let's see what the article has to say in addition to the stuff about the visit to St. Celestine V's tomb. Quote, Italian and Catholic media have been rife with unsourced speculation that the 85th-year-old Francis might be planning to follow in Benedict's footsteps, given his increased mobility problems that have forced him to use a wheelchair for the last month. Those rumors gained steam last week when Francis announced a consistory to create 21 new cardinals scheduled for August 27th. Sixteen of those cardinals are under age 80 and eligible to participate in a conclave to choose Francis's successor. Once they are added to the ranks of the princes of the church, Francis will have stacked the College of Cardinals with 83 of the 132 participating age cardinals. While there is no guarantee how the cardinals might act, the chances that they will tap a successor who shares Francis's pastoral priorities become ever greater. In announcing the August 27th consistory, Francis also announced that he would host two days of talks the following week to brief the cardinals about his recent apostolic constitution reforming the Vatican bureaucracy. That document, which goes into effect Sunday, allows women to head Vatican offices, imposes term limits on priestly Vatican employees, and positions the Holy See as an institution at the service of local churches rather than vice versa, all of which made Saturday's otherwise routine announcement of a pastoral visit to L'Aquila carry more speculative weight than it might otherwise have had. Notable was the timing. The Vatican and the rest of Italy are usually on holiday in August to mid-September. 
with all but essential businesses closed. Calling a major consistory in late August to create new cardinals, gathering churchmen for two days of talks on implementing his reform, and making a symbolically significant pastoral visit suggests Francis might have out-of-the-ordinary business in mind. End lengthy quote. The article goes on to describe Benedict's visit in 2009 to the tomb three years before his own resignation. There's some evidence to support the claim that Francis will resign soon. He noticeably did not celebrate the Novus Ordo Mass on Pentecost. Instead, he was merely present for the Mass while another prelate offered it. He didn't even raise his hand in a sign that he was con-celebrating it. He was just attending. From Gloria TV, quote, as, the, as for the Easter Vigil and the Divine Mercy Sunday, and contrary to official announcements, Francis didn't preside over the Pentecost Eucharist. The Eucharist was presided over by Cardinal Giovanni Battista Re. Francis set aside in his street clothes, meaning his papal garments. We risk making the faith a museum piece. This is a real risk. The Holy Spirit, on the other hand, brings it up to date. The Holy Spirit does not bind himself to passing epics or fashions, he said, while insisting on the outdated Vatican II and fighting the timeless Roman rite and the teachings of the gospel. End quote. I love the editorializing at Glory TV. Anyway, Francis didn't offer the Mass publicly on Pentecost, which is strange in itself, but he also didn't do it on Easter or on what they call Divine Mercy Sunday. More evidence to support this claim comes in the form of his calling a consistory in August, as the article mentioned. If you're looking for more support for this thesis, watch for unusual activity among high-profile cardinals. If they start visiting the dioceses or curial offices of other high-profile cardinals, if they start meeting in groups between now and after the consistory, if they linger in Rome longer than might be expected after the consistory, or if Francis recalls some of the cardinals that are his closest allies to Rome for some closed-door meetings, those might be signs of a resignation coming. Remember this, though. Francis will not make a hands-off approach to a conclave if he's around to call one. He will influence it, which is actually evidence that he might actually resign. He is definitely not going to just be distant and let the cardinals do what they're doing, even if it looks to the rest of us like he is. He will definitely be influencing it from behind the scenes. And this is why I'm skeptical of a resignation coming, because it just seems out of character. But these are the signs that I'm watching for, unusual activity from the cardinals. The visit to St. Celestine's tomb is actually scheduled for the day after the consistory. The significance of this visit was given a different spin by Gloria TV, who offered this in the typical biting fashion that all the commentary on Gloria TV is offered with. Headline, Francis runs away from next consistory. The implication is that he wants to avoid taking responsibility for the wicked men he's elevating. From the article, quote, Francis will make an August 28th visit to L'Aquila, an unknown city 90 kilometers northeast of Rome, for the city's annual celebration of forgiveness that has only local importance. The baffling trip takes place one day after the August 27th creation of 21 men like Jimmy Martin as cardinals when he was scheduled to encounter the cardinals on, of the whole world from August 28th to the 29th. For Francis, who is praising dialogue more than practicing it, this would have been the first such meeting in seven years. It's evident that Francis wants to avoid the meeting because the damage he has brought upon the church is undeniable, and he fears being held accountable by the last remaining decent members of the College of Cardinals. End quote. That seems plausible. Everyone is forgetting that Francis has avoided meeting with all the cardinals of the church in a formal meeting since his first meeting with them seven years ago. When analyzing rumors about these kinds of things, the simplest explanation is often the most plausible one. And in this case, Francis is just doing what he's done for the past seven years. 
avoiding facing the better bishops in a formal setting, where he'll have to answer some questions like, I don't know, the status of the dubia, for example, or questions about Ted McCarrick and how all the people he promoted, at least from the United States, were friends of Ted McCarrick, and how a lot of the other people from around the world that he promoted to the office of cardinal are very similar to Ted McCarrick, things that make you wonder. Those answers are far more plausible than a resignation coming, so wheelchair or no, I doubt he's resigning. Archbishop Vigano had some harsh words about Francis's selection of men to be raised to the office of cardinal. Most of it is not friendly to any platform, to be perfectly honest, but this article from Gloria TV sums it up nicely with a little bit of a quote from him directly. Quote, Previously, cardinals were chosen for their virtues, personal holiness, erudition, wisdom, and fidelity, Archbishop Vigano wrote in a June 2nd statement. But for Francis, he said appointing cardinals is like filling civil positions. Francis's selection criteria are corruptibility, blackmailing, and belonging to a political group. Vigano explains that corrupt leaders require corrupt subordinates because their collaboration is based on complicity and lack of moral concerns when carrying out orders, end quote. <laughs> Again, as usual, Vigano nails it without pulling any punches. He goes on to describe the outcome of this as likely another pope who isn't pope at all, but a glorified salesman for whatever issue the secular world is pushing at that time or whatever product they're demanding you accept without question. And he's, of course, probably right. None of us have a crystal ball and can look at the next conclave and know the results, but we can all hazard a guess about what the likely outcome will be. And it's obvious if you've been paying attention. And I now know we are approaching the end of this video, but I already have to correct myself on something. I'm going to do it on the record. I kept saying that Celestine V was the first pope to resign, but he clearly, clearly was not, actually. The first papal resignation came in the 3rd century. It was St. Pontian who was exiled for, from, by Roman authorities. And he is, it's, it's a well-documented well event in papal history. In fact, there have been 11 papal resignations, including Benedict XVI. Previous to Benedict XVI, though, the previous pope to resign was Gregory XII, and he abdicated during the Council of Constance, which had been called by his opponent, anti-pope John XXIII. So, and that happened in, like, the early 15th century, in the year 1415, specifically one century before the Protestant Revolt. So Benedict is the first in six centuries, almost to the year, actually, to abdicate, but he wasn't the first, and there have been like 10 or 11 papal abdications. You know, I almost think I should do a video on papal abdications, and some kind of a weekend video on papal abdications, why the popes in question abdicated, and what that tells us about our time. And do it without coming down one side or the other on the Benedict the Sixteenth real Pope or not question. Because it's not a question I've ever really found all all that interesting to really go publicly into. It's just not something I find all that compelling. But here, if you if you're interested in that as a subject, let me know. But yes, I was wrong. Saint Celestine V was far from the first to, to abdicate. There were eight popes before Saint Celestine V abdicated when he did in December of the year 1294. Uh, in fact, it was only uh, 250 years earlier that Gregory VI abdicated, and he was actually, they're not sure, history. the history books are not sure if he was abdicated or deposed at the Council of Sutri. That's an interesting question that I want to find a Catholic historian for. So, second suggestion, if you would like me to see, to see me cover with a guest, if I can find one who knows enough about this, to have as a Saturday like live stream or just discussion about deposing the Pope. 
let me know if we can, you know, so we can get a clear answer on this. Let me know if you'd be interested in that on the, in the comments, please, about Gregory the Sixth and what happened to him in the 11th century, because that's definitely an interesting subject. But I could be wrong about all this. Maybe Francis will retire shortly. That would be weird. We don't need two retired popes living in, in Rome, and I would feel bad if Benedict XVI were still around at that time and having to basically be a roommate with Francis. That that sounds dreadful. <laughs> Let me know, though, what you think about this story in the comments, please. And if you think I'm wrong that Francis will be on the throne of Peter until he meets our Lord, let me know why you think that is, why you think those rumors are correct or wrong. And subscribe and like this video if you haven't. It really does help as does sharing these messages on social media. It actually really helps, and that's what YouTube seems to favor these days. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.